The Nashville Predators have not one, not three, but two wins in a row. The latest coming in a very, very good feel-good win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Always good to beat a division rivalry. But the big story is the history that happened during the game. That is our topic today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast. That's available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to mention today's show is brought to you by Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts all right and big story nashville predators continue their winning streak at least to two games which is still better than what than they we were had before earlier. the winning streak started <laughs> Uh, a 4 2 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Hand the Blackhawks their eighth consecutive loss. I don't care what the circumstances of the season are. Anytime you beat Chicago, yes, it is a good game, my friend. Yes. And normally, Anne, how we start the show is we have one word to describe the game, mm-hmm. but there's a different one word I think we need to talk about. Or I guess, should I say one name? Roman Yossi. Now, officially, the Predators scoring king. Uh, Roman Yossi became the Predators' all-time leading scorer, passing David Leguan, as Chris Mason said on Twitter last night. Suck it, Leggy. And so, yeah, Roman Roman Yossi is your scoring champion, Nashville Predators fans. And, Anne, I feel like it's just a uh, a pretty good coronation for a guy who's uh, maybe going to have another statue right next to that Pekka Rene statue in Bridgestone Arena. Look, I would be 100% here for a Roman Yossi statue. The downside of a Roman Yossi statue is I feel like there's no way to capture him as accurately as he exists in real life. It's going to be like, have you ever seen the Lucille Ball statue in Jamestown, New York? No. Oh, you know, Lucille Ball, just absolute American treasure. And she grew up near where I grew up in Jamestown, New York, and they have a statue of her. And it is hideous, my friends. It is hideous. It is terrifying. It is the stuff of nightmares. Is it Cristiano Ronaldo levels of bad? Yes. Okay. I will find, I'll find a picture of this and I'll post it to our Twitter page so that you all can not ever unsee the Lucille Ball debacle. But Roman Yossi is so beautiful. I don't know how they're going to get a statue that really captures that essence, but so worthy of it. This was such an exciting thing. And, you know, he's been 
creeping up on it. And it's not always been a, a wonderful season for Roman Yossi. You know, at the beginning of the season, he kind of had a points drought in some games. But to see him make history in a game with a goal and then it was a power play assist. How beautiful is that irony? That got him the points leader for the National Predators franchise at 567 points. And here's what's an interesting little math tidbit. Roman Yossi did that in 791 games. It took David Legwan, God bless David Legwan, uh, 956 games to get to 566 points. I mean, look at Roman Yossi just chugging along. And that is a player who's got plenty of good years left on him. So who knows where this record is going to end up. But, oh, I'm all about celebrating Captain Roman Yossi. Yeah, it's like you hear like people around the league. It's like, oh, it's kind of weird that the uh, the Predators haven't really retired like Legwan's number, that he's not, mm-hmm. you know, in higher regard. Then you like hear stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that, okay. that, that makes more sense. And again, I love I love David Legwan. Absolutely. Uh, and he is not hand passing the puck into his own goal uh, during a playoff game. Um, but I still love Dave, like one. Yeah. Um, it's it's the thing for me. Um, well, first off, <laughs> poor poor Tommy Novak, who gets his first goal since uh, getting called <laughs> up. And no one gives a crap Nobody about cares. in this situation. Because <laughs> uh, that, that was the goal that Roman Yossi set the mark on. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, you talk about Roman Yossi and what he's, he's meant to this team. And, mm-hmm. you know, he came in in the shadow of a lot of predators legends, like, you know, he was Shea Weber's defensive partner. Uh, His first really full season, the one where he really played a role throughout was the 2012 year, which at the time, uh, a lot of people thought the most talented Preds team kind of ever assembled at that time. Um, And even when, you know, his partner Shea Weber left, who did Shea Weber get traded for? PK Subban. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, you know, it, it, it feels like when you talk to people around the league, like Roman Yossi's kind of renaissance has only happened over the last three, four years. And you really have to go back and, you know, watch him in the early 2010s, watch him during that stretch from 2017 to 2018, first the playoff mm-hmm. run and then the um, the president's trophy season, just to get an appreciation of just how consistently good Roman Yossi has been for his entire career in Nashville. This wasn't just, you know, shuffling a lot of people out and Roman Yossi had to step up and take the next step. He did. Like, don't get me wrong. He definitely did. But you don't really get an appreciation of how long he's been this good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, obviously we got to celebrate him last year uh, with his insane points total and breaking the Preds single season points record. Um, You know, and and then this year he he sets the Predators all time record, you know, and I I have to ask, you know, you know, Pecorine is in the conversation. You know, some people are going to say, you know, Shea Weber is still kind of an OG. Mm -hmm. Where do you put Roman Yossi on the list of greatest Predators? Is he, dare I say, approaching the top spot over another certain European franchise icon? 
yeah. You know, it's funny because it almost feels sacrilegious to say that. And yet, where else does Roman Yossi end up if not near the top and in a conversation with a name like, I don't know, Pecorine? Yeah. Where else do you put him? And it's so interesting to me because Roman Yossi is not sort of that prototypical personality for somebody who is going to be considered a franchise icon. You know, he just kind of quietly does his work. I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, when he was named captain, does he have the personality? Does he have the temperament to really lead this team? Is he not leading in the locker room was kind of a conversation that stirred early on in his tenure as captain. And I think all you can ask from your captain is to lead the team by example. Yeah. And that is exactly what Roman Yossi does. Does Roman Yossi have to raise his voice and act like, you know, a hoodlum to get the attention of the locker room and the respect of the locker room? No, he doesn't. Yeah. And you look he's at what he's- not Tony D'Angelo. And we thank Jesus for all kinds of things, including that. <laughs> you know, so I really don't see how you have a conversation about the greatest in Predators franchise history without talking about Roman Yossi. And as we were kind of preparing for the show, one of the things that I really had a moment about is how much I take for granted that as somebody who covers the Nashville Predators, who follows the Nashville Predators, who loves the Nashville Predators, I almost take for granted how talented he is. Yeah. Like his exceptional play in my mind is just the expectation from him. And we, you know, to prepare for the show, I went back and was watching some different highlights of Roman Yossi's play. And I think I forget that almost everything that this player does is exceptional. His average is league exceptional. And it's easy to overlook that because he is so consistently talented at what he does. There are very few games that I can remember where you walk out of Bridgestone Arena and you say, man, Roman Yossi had a bad game. Like he just is so consistent. He is so good. And it's so easy to just overlook that and underappreciate him. So it, I loved having a moment last night where everybody collectively went, damn, you yeah. know, <laughs> Roman Yossi is freaking amazing. And he's all ours, friends. He is all yeah. ours. And it's kind of a shame he's all ours because it feels like, you know, he plays for any other team in the NHL. He's on, on the Toronto Maple Leafs doing what he's done the past few years. Come on. He's with the Rangers. He's with the Flyers. We're talking about him being in the conversation of maybe like, you know, top five defensemen of this entire, you know, generation, Great. NHL generation. Um Again, you know, maybe the the Nashville bias, so to speak, or you know, the bias towards bigger market teams, mm -hmm. is maybe keeping him from being in that conversation. But um, you know, Roman Yossi, dear Predators all time leading points guy. Yes. Uh, kind of want to ask you a question in your favorite Roman Yossi moment with the Nashville Predators, and of course, hey, the Predators also got a big win over a division rival. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, want to mention today's show, once again, is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league you can think of. Everything from pro football 
college bowl season. Go Western Kentucky. Big win yesterday. We also got basketball, pro and college. Everything you need to know about the NHL season and Premier League soccer starting right back up. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now, you can find plenty of those at Bet Online as well. Get you all the information you need to know to make some smart bets uh, for whatever your favorite sport is. And they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening for all of today's sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ann, uh, do you have a favorite? We were trying to come up with one. Do you have like a favorite Roman Yossi goal, moment, uh, play, mm. you know, any, anything like that? Is there one in particular that just kind of stands out to you? There are so many to choose from. There are so many to choose from because, again, everything Roman Yossi does is just next level exceptional. But there is one goal that he scored recently that delights me every time I stumble upon the highlight of it. And and I don't mean anything disrespectful to the goaltender involved in this particular play, but it delights me every time. And it was a game, and I think it was just last season, I would have to confirm that, but I believe it was just last season and it was against the Arizona Coyotes. And Roman Yossi had spent two minutes in the sin bin thinking about what he had done. And the penalty was killed. He pops out of the box for a breakaway. They get the puck to him. Roman Yossi streaking down the ice, shoots the puck, misses, bounces. The puck bounces back kind of behind the goal. Roman Yossi decides, I said I'm scoring a goal in Swiss. Swiss German, and he taps the puck back off of the back of, I think it was Vimelka, and into the net, off of the Coyotes goaltender's back into the net. And it was just one of those ones where he was like, no, really, y'all, I said I'm going to score a goal now. And if I have to do it this way, that is fine. And it's not even one of his most amazing high skill plays. It's just the one that delights me the most. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it, it also encapsulates him as a player, just kind of finding random ways to to get the predators on the board. Yeah, yeah. He also there was another one that I love, and it was a pass because I think you know we and it's so funny because we talk about things like goal scoring with Roman Yossi. We talk about his passing, you know. He's a defenseman. We haven't even touched on the fact that he has these amazing defensive plays. But I also love he had a pass. Don't even remember the team we were playing against. Feel like way deep down it's completely irrelevant anyway. Where he enters the offensive zone, does a little spinorama, no look pass to Ryan Johansson in the slot who makes a goal. And it's like that is Olympic level artistry from Roman Yossi. It feels like he's had so many of those that uh, I just like, it's like we were talking like you and I, when we were playing this episode, we were like, I can't even remember like half of Roman Yossi's highlight reel goals just because (laughs) it seems like there's been so many, like even from the season, that's like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a beaut right there. Yeah. Um, For me, and I go back to 2017 game three of the Stanley cup finals Mm -hmm. and the first goal scored uh, or the first Stanley Cup Finals game scored at Bridgestone Arena. 
And the thing about that is, you know, the play was, you know, whatever. It was just a shot from the point that went in. But it was the importance of that goal. Mm. Because if you remember, the Stanley Cup Finals at that point was not going very well for the Nashville Predators. They, you know, had a heartbreaking game one loss. They were clobbered in game two. They were down one nothing uh, in the second period of that game. And it just seemed like, you know, the energy around Bridgestone was kind of, you know, down. Like, you know, the whole woe is me sort of thing. Um, The Predators were just not getting anything on net. And the Predators had a power play. And Roman Yossi scores that goal. And it was like, you know, lighting, you know, it was just like the lighter to a firecracker. Like, it was just the spark that really got that back on track because Bridgestone erupted on that one. They were in it. And then what happened, you know, 15 seconds later, Freddie Gaudreau scored and the Predators all of a sudden had the lead. And I just look at that, look at that moment. And yeah, it's, it's not big in terms of, you know, a highlight reel or anything like that, or a big individual effort, but it's just, you know, one of your leaders going out there and scoring a goal you need to have. And that changed the entire perception of that series because all of a sudden, three days later, the Predators and Penguins are tied and the Predators have all the momentum in that series. We're not going to talk about what happened in game five. I assume it was something great. Um, I I assume every, you know, Predators won the cup and, you know, there was no – questionable refing decision that we're still mm-hmm. talking about Sisson scored you know yeah i assume colton sissons had a very clutch goal somewhere in there yeah. um yeah. but you know it is just it, it was to me that's who roman yossi is when the predators need a spark 59 is the guy that gives you that spark mm-hmm Yeah. And again, I think the way that he walks through his career, like such an exceptional talent offensively, such an exceptional talent defensively, contrary to what one Norris trophy voter didn't think last season. And that may come up, I don't know, in tomorrow's Festivus episode, hard to say. Um, But the way that he walks through his career, he just carries this team. He just leads by example. He sets a tone for this team of excellence. And you can say what you want about, you know, flashy personalities. One of my favorite things about Roman Yossi is the Nashville Predators recently did a thing called Thirst Tweets, where, you know, where they read these tweets about, you know, the players and attractive. And and they ended up not using Roman Yossi reading his tweets because he just didn't quite get it. Yeah. (laughs) It was, uh, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Emma or Sarah who like tweeted out like just some behind the scenes stuff. And she's like, Roman Yossi just looked at all these and it's like, why do they keep focusing on my looks? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember this, Anne. Do you remember back in, it was like 2014 or 2015 where Shea Weber and Roman Yossi went like undercover where they were like posing as like a, just a camera guy yes! and, like, and they're like going around Nashville and nobody knows who these are like players are. And it's just yes. like, you know, they're like, go to like these group of kids and they're like, who's your favorite player. And like, you know, it's like the player says like somebody on like the New York Rangers or something like that. And, <laughs> you know, Shea Weber's like, all right, we're not, we're not going to use any of that. And then you just see Roman Yossi with the boom mic. Cause he's like supposed to be the boom mic guy. Just go and just like, nudge the kid <laughs> out of frame with this giant boom mic but the scene from that there's like a behind the scenes thing 
mm-hmm. uh, where it was like, uh, you know, they have made up names and, you know, uh, Shea Weber just goes, and I'm Thomas Jefferson. And <laughs> Roman Yossi is like, loses his mind. He just like starts laughing uncontrollably. He's like, did you just make that name up? <laughs> and it's like, it's just like everything about that is adorable. It's like, yes. you know, it's like a golden retriever finding a new toy. It's like, what is... It's just the unrivaled joy in everything he does. Yes. And who knows? Maybe he learned a little bit of American history in that time frame. But yeah. I was just like, I just looked at it and it's like, oh, this is just like adorable Roman Yossi at his finest. He d- Everything that he does. And, and I will say this, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs in hockey. There's a lot of, you know, controversial players and attitudes. And we've talked before about, you know, hockey culture and it's really refreshing when you have somebody like Roman Yossi who is just, he loves this game. He does very well by this game. He does so well by this franchise. It's so easy to want to celebrate him in these milestones. So hats off to Roman Yossi for points, for leading this team as the captain, for being there in the big moments, for just for being who he is. You know, God bless Roman Yossi. God bless Roman Yossi. And hey, we haven't even talked about the game last night yet. We haven't. We should do that. So let's do that. We're going to do that in just a minute. But first, I have a holiday message here from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. And they want to talk about impaired driving around the holidays. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means that driving high can get you a DUI. And if you think that law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you are wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, yes, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. The bottom line is this. If you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. So Anna, amidst the Roman Yossi love, the uh, the other headline is, hey, the Predators played a hockey game against the Chicago Blackhawks, who we all hate, and Word. they got a win. They're second in a row. And, uh, you know, looking at the game, you know, had its moments. But overall, at the end of the day, you look at it and you say, Preds kind of did what they needed to do. Yeah, this was this was okay. A couple of things that were a little bit of a worry that the Predators are going to need to address before they take on, I don't know, say the Colorado Avalanche. Um, But yeah, overall, this was a great game. This was a good opportunity for Nashville. You know, we've talked about the Blackhawks kind of struggling and the Predators were able to get in and get some more confidence, kind of build momentum. They played that faster paced hockey that we've been talking about, that we've seen the last couple of games from them that's sort of coming together. So overall, a good game. Overall, let's just talk about it. It's a win, Nick. It's a a win. win. Yeah. (laughs) And wins are good at this point. In December, we take the wins. 
It is. And then, yeah, at this point, you kind of look for anything. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the discourse. I'm just going to be happy that the Predators beat a rival uh, without having to worry about what a Blackhawks beat writer might say about the state of both franchises. You see the Mark Lazarus thing from last night? I saw something about it. And I didn't go through, I didn't, I didn't click on it and read the whole thing. So go ahead if you want to and it, synopsis this so we it, can have it a was, moment. It was basically like the, the summary of it in layman's terms was, hey, Blackhawks fans, you might have lost the game and you might be on a losing streak, but at least you're not the Nashville Predators <laughs> who are who are going to suck for 10, 15 years because of this right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like the and look, like, I get the sentiment of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, there's a lot of Preds fans being like, oh, well, he's right. Oh, yeah. But, like, why put that out immediately after a Preds win? Like, yeah. you know, you're you're not making a point. You're yeah. raining on a parade at this point. Yeah. And I love Mark Lazarus. He does great work. But, like, come on, man. Timing is everything. Yeah. just Just have. Just let us have this. Yeah. That's yeah. like the, that's like the thing. It's just like sometimes just just enjoy a win. Yes. Yes. Can we do that because we have not had a tremendous amount of practice this yeah. month. So let us have this. Yeah. Just let us have the stupid win. Yes. Like you yes. you got 3 cups. You're good. Just let us just let us think we might be good. And here's the thing. We're going to hear that discourse from within our own fan base. You don't need to stir that pot. (laughs) We already have to live with it. Yeah, trust us. We we already know the discourse. We've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the game uh, last night. And, you know, quick summary here. Predators go up 1-0 thanks to a guy who has fuel, fire, and that's what you desire. Nino Niederreiter. Uh, and then the uh, little little bit of the thing you need to clean up, what you referred yeah. to earlier, a, a kind of a rough stretch in the second period leads to two Blackhawks goals in a 37-second span. But right at the end of the period, Matt Duchesne tied it to make a 2-2. And then the Roman Yossi show happened. First, he scored to tie David Legwand's record, and then he made the cross-ice pass to Tommy Novak on the power play. That gave him the record. And then that yes. was all she wrote. Predators won uh, four to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things that stood out to me, Anne. Uh, one, you know, we've already talked about Roman Yossi. Uh, but two, this was kind of a glimpse at the next generation of Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you look at some of the people, Cody Glass, we talked about him a lot, made a great play to set up Nita Ryder for the first goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Tommy Novak. We talked about him, who he has been lights out since yes. he recalled from Milwaukee. And it's good to see that because that's somebody when uh, Eric Denae was on a few weeks ago. We talked about him. It's like, you know, it feels like if he ever gets another chance, he's learned a lot from where he was at this point last year when he was in the Preds lineup. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, a guy we haven't really talked a whole lot about over the past, you know, few weeks or so, just because he's kind of struggled here lately was Yuso Parsonen. Mm-hmm. But last night was Yuso Parsonen's best game in a long time. Two assists, so uh, he breaks the very long, uh, month-long scoring drought he had 
but also, you know, you watch him and he's really engaged. He's, you know, kind of doing the little things he needs to do off the mm-hmm. puck, gets himself in dangerous areas, knows where the players are on the ice. So those are three kind of up and coming players, not the core players mm-hmm. who stepped up and made some big plays throughout. And that is something that I take away from that game because, Hey, the predators need some depth. They need some scoring depth beyond, you know, their top line to kind of get them back in the conversation And they did that last night. Yes. And each one of them, I'm really excited to see the progress they made. You know, Cody Glass, huge, huge game from him. Not even points-wise, but I think these last couple of games, we're really getting a better glimpse at how well Cody Glass reads the ice, understands the game, and sort of drives high-level play. And he did that with this pass for Nino Niederreiter. He did it in the overtime goal. Um, with Alexander Carrier, he just sees this game really well and at such a high level. So love seeing that continue. Tommy Novak had a power play goal, y'all. Power play goal in the game last night. So Mark Lazarus, say what you want. And it might even be a little bit true, but we got a power play goal last night and the Hoctimists rejoice. The so, Hoctimists rejoice, baby. Come on. That's, so, that's, that's two games in a row, Anne. Two games in a row with a power play goal. We're winning the cup. We're winning the cup. <laughs> Everything is coming up Nashville, baby. Come on, baby. Yeah. You know, so, and that was one of the things that John Hines talked about with Tommy Novak when he called him up was like, this is somebody who's really great on the power play. And Lord knows we could use a little something, something on the power play. So that was great. And you so Parson, and I know, you know, he came in with a bang and then kind of went quiet for a little bit. He was very like hunt for red October went quiet kind of thing. But he's consistently doing what the Nashville Predators need him to do. And so it was really great to see him get a couple of key assists in this game and to see, you know, he's still engaged. He's still playing at a high level and, you know, we're going to see him get back to where he was when he first entered it. So I agree with you. Also, like that we're seeing good plays from Matt Duchesne and Matthias Ekholm. Shout out to them for that play, the goal, five seconds left in the second period when the Predators were down two to one. And it was a play that the Nashville Predators have been beat on so many times where you have that guy just snaking down the opposite side. And Matthias Ekholm threaded that puck just where it needed to be. Those are the kind of plays that it's exciting to see Nashville execute and not get spanked on. So yeah. I, you know, really a good game overall. There were a couple concerns, mm-hmm. couple concerns in this game for me. One, the Predators had like five or six shots on goal, really good chances in the first six, seven minutes of this game, but didn't score. I don't know. Is there Saran wrap on the goal? Is there like, I don't know what's happening that they're not able to finish these good chances, but we've seen this for a little while for the Predators. And and I know it sounds dumb to say finish the chances, but for the love of all, that's holy finish the chances. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially against the Chicago Blackhawks. Like you've got to be able to finish these chances that you're generating. So that's a little bit of a concern. The other question I have for you is what does this game look like without great goaltending? 
uh, from the Nashville Predators, it would be like, you know, six, six, four win, something like that. Yeah. Uh, because, hey, the Chicago Blackhawks also got great goaltending. They did. Last night, too, from Peter Morazic, uh, which is not something Unusual. you're used to getting. Unusual. Points this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like at this point, and when we are talking about the Nashville Predators, it seems like we should just slot uh, a UC Soros shout out uh, Every in, time. The, in the show rundown. Like we should just have that kind of be the recurring thing because again, like last night, 37 saves for UC Soros and the Predators played well, especially and especially especially the third period they absolutely dominated that third period and i think that's a big takeaway for the game but there's also those stretches second period Mm. uh particularly where it just seemed like momentum change and the predators had trouble getting that momentum back and when it did uc saros shut the door i mean other than that span of two goals in 37 seconds but like we just mentioned it could have been much worse. And, mm-hmm. you know, when people talk about game-changing goaltending, that's it. You know, it's not necessarily like, you know, the shot totals by the end of the game. I mean, that's certainly a big part right. of it. But it stretches like we saw last night where the Blackhawks are just putting everything and everything and everything they have on net. And your goalie stands tall. Your goalie has a good stretch run. Uh that's that's game changing goaltending there because the Blackhawks could have taken the game over at that point. Yeah, you know they scored two goals. They could have scored three or four that period. Let's be yes. honest. And Saros shut the door, and that's big. And then because it's like you know one of those things where you make you know I think it was that sequence right before they wound up scoring where it was just like three really good chances right in front of the net, and Saros stonewalled them all. And you know kind of thinking in the back of the head. Okay, we're going to remember that one at the end of the game. I mean, we forgot about it, what, two minutes later when they wound up scoring. But, like, it's it's one of those things. And then the Predators took momentum into the third period and kind of shut the door. But UC Saros, his play helped them survive that down stretch. And that's what you want your elite goaltender to do is get you through bad stretches Mm because – Look, it doesn't matter if you're the Nashville Predators, Arizona Coyotes, Tampa Bay Lightning, or Colorado Avalanche. You're going to have stretches in games where you don't look good, where you get beat, where you look off your game. And that's where your goaltender comes in to get you through those down stretches. Yeah, and I appreciate the play of UC Saros, especially there was one goal that kind of trickled past him and he just flopped back and caught that. Those are the ones that give me a little bit of like gastrointestinal issues, but stood strong, especially when they went empty net at the very end of the game. There was an extra attacker on him. Chicago was really pushing for a chance to kind of get a goal and try to get another one to tie the game up. And Soros played really, really well. I wish that this was a game where the Predators were able to convert their chances enough that Soros didn't have to be as good as he was to ensure the win. But thank goodness we have a goaltender that can do that. So let's look forward to the games we have coming up. Heaven help us, Colorado, Dallas coming up. And if we can get the offense to finish some of these great chances they're generating, that takes some of the pressure off the goaltending. 
Yeah, we we hope Colorado. We think Colorado. There's some NHL cancellations due to some of the winter storms happening across the country. Uh, but we it it seems like they're gonna play Colorado sure. tomorrow at Bridgestone Arena. If it now, doesn't wait a end, minute. No. You have tickets to this game, Nick. I had tickets to the game that got canceled back in happening? back to the water rain break, too. Uh maybe God just doesn't want me in the arena. I don't think that's it. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna see somebody that I interact with on Twitter and just throw nachos in their face or something <laughs> like that. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the universe protecting protecting the yeah. floor at Bridgestone Arena. But yeah, let's let's hope, you know, let's let's hope the predators get the game and and execute the things well that they've been doing well because I think that they have a much better chance playing the way they've been playing lately with speed, with pace than they did, you know, earlier in the month. So who knows? So we'll be for that one. We'll let you know if anything changes in terms of game status. Until though, though, until then though, there's a lot of TH words in that sentence. And plug yourself. Where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com or if you want to read my Red Wings work, go to wingingitmotown.com. You can also find me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Uh, And however you're listening to us, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform or you're watching us on YouTube in the background of your workday, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.